Hello and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and you're listening to Executive Decisions, where the goal is to touch on the various aspects of being in one of those executive positions, whether it's a day-to-day issue you're dealing with or looking at the larger picture. On this episode, we're speaking to private business owners out there, looking to give them advice on protecting their wealth by hopefully having an exit strategy for when they do eventually move on. We've called upon an expert in this area to help fill us all in. Joining us, his name is John Leonetti. He is the founder and managing director of Pinnacle Equity Solutions. He's also the author of the book, Exiting Your Business, Protecting Your Wealth, A Strategic Guide for Owners and Their Advisors. John, great to have you on with us today. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be on the show. Uh, We always like to give our listeners, before we jump into the topic, uh, just an idea of where our guest is coming from, why you are an expert, why we called upon you. So if you could just describe a little bit your past experiences and your current role at Pinnacle as well. Right. Thanks, Tim. So for about 15 years, uh, I've been advising business owners in different capacities, and some of that was as a business consultant, helping them grow and handle their, their business affairs, uh, legal affairs, financial affairs, um, working with them in their companies. And, and some of my uh, advisory career was as a personal advisor, hmm. uh, helping them with investments and planning and retirement and, and their future. And I always had a passion for uh, doing this type of work. And I found that um, in my days doing corporate finance work uh, in mergers and acquisitions, that um, the business owner would get advice on the business. Mm-hmm. And then in my experience as a personal advisor, I found that the business owner would get advice uh, on their personal issues, be it you know planning-related or insurance-related or state or, or something to that effect. And I found over the years that very few, if any, advisors were providing the business owner with a comprehensive approach to matching up their personal goals with what's happening in their company. Hmm. And as I took a look at the marketplace of baby boomer business owners getting older and the business being their primary asset, it occurred to me that the marketplace would be well served with a service that incorporated both. So uh, I wrote a book uh, that you indicated to show business owners how to view and prepare themselves and their businesses for exit, how to understand the options that they have to turn the business into cash, and then how to protect that asset for the next generation or or beyond. Uh, The book came out over five years ago, and uh, I'm just very pleased that this concept was well-received by the marketplace. So in short, it was my personal observations led to my entrepreneurial decision to start a new service in the marketplace called now exit planning or exit strategy planning. And uh, it helps business owners with these issues. And thankfully, there's a, there's a huge marketplace out there, business owners that need the service. So uh, I'm very pleased to be on the show sharing uh, this message. Yeah, it definitely sounds like an area of need, as you mentioned, and uh, clearly important. Although people listening may not quite understand or, or, or get it. I mean, you hear exit strategy, you understand, okay, yeah, at some point you're moving on. Is there a way that you can sort of elaborate on, on what that means when we're talking about exit strategy and, and what you're talking about with as far as keeping that wealth or, or passing it on in some capacity? How, what's a good way for you to describe all that? Yeah, so it's a great question. The first thing I would say to business owners listening is, This isn't addressing the sale of your company. Mm -hmm. This is uh, a planning process that can last two to ten years before you can envision 
not being in your business anymore. One of the interesting facets of this type of work is that every business will exit, every owner will exit their business. The question is, will the business survive without the owner, and will the wealth be be captured and harvested within that business? And, and we find that owners in the marketplace today are not looking ahead because they're busy running their business today sure. uh, towards doing this type of planning. So I, I sometimes incorporate it by reference to other services. We're not business broker selling services. We're not financial planning services. We don't have investments to sell or insurance to sell. We're a consulting group that goes out to business owners and says, if you want to think about the future and how you can grow this business so that one day you can cash it in or transfer it to other people to meet your personal goals, then we'd like to help you with that type of engagement. And uh, as again, as I mentioned, uh, it's a newer type of offering, but in terms of exit strategy, it doesn't mean selling today. It means just preparing for the future. And you had said sort of like a two to 10 year time frame is really what you're looking at as, as opposed to the short term idea of selling. I mean, is that sort of the gauge you, you give individuals and, and business owners when you're talking to them? It is. We have a lot of flexibility with business owners because we recognize that there are different needs and different advice at different stages of the overall planning. So, for example, a business owner who's five or seven years away from a potential exit transaction is mostly going to be focused on the growth of their business, the Mm -hmm. types of things that they can do to understand the value, increase the value, have a business that's profitable, sustainable, and transferable to somebody else. Those changes within the business can take a couple of years to implement and to show in the financial reports on an annual basis the results that they got and for the owner to make the right acquisitions of talent so that they can put the systems in place to, to replace themselves. However, in the last few years, the, the year or two before a transaction, uh, whether it's a transition of family members or a sale or bringing an investor or doing an ESOP, there are more specific things that need to be done in preparation. So depending upon where the owner is, we help them understand what the issues are so that one day they can have a successful exit transaction. And time works to the owner's benefit if they start early, and it works against them if they start too late. Uh, And again, with the aging baby boomers, the big message is to take a look at how this business that you own will be owned by somebody else one day, and is there a plan in place for that to happen? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's touch on that since you kind of brought that up, this idea of, you know, at, at some point it's going to have to be moved, at le- you know, to someone else or at least they're going to be in charge of certain aspects of it. Is that something that's difficult for a lot of business owners to get past? Is it something they don't really want to let go of and that's why maybe they don't plan ahead of time with this sort of thing? I mean, how does that dynamic work when you're dealing with a business owner? Yeah, Tim, those, those questions are, are excellent questions. The business owners that we work with, about 80 to 90% of them are family businesses oh, wow. that were founded by the owner. Right. Okay, not necessarily. So I define a family business as a small business because at, at essence, it's, it's, uh, every small business is a family business because you're making decisions inside that business that are going to impact the family. It doesn't necessarily mean the family members work inside mm-hmm. the, the business. And as a result of that business owner purchasing, but in most times founding this business from scratch 
or, or from an initial business plan or some initial investment or, or idea, that business owner has oftentimes become very attached to this business. The business is a reflection of them. And over time, that business owner is seen in their community as a successful business owner. They'll, they'll hire people within their community. So they become known within the business community and their, and their personal communities as a successful business owner. And that business's success is a reflection on what they are to the outside world. So the whole idea that a business owner is not going to be doing what they're doing right now is a very foreign concept. It's very hard for owners to get their head around, mm-hmm. which is what makes this a difficult area for business owners to be proactive in engaging in. Unfortunately for business owners, the same traits that make them successful prevent them from doing this type of planning. They're, they're stubborn. <laughs> they, they are persistent, they uh, are successful and independent, and a lot of times those traits lead them not to seek the help of others sure. in an area that's really important to them, which is this type of future planning. And the only thing I would say to those owners listening today is it's not a sign of weakness to, to seek the help because what you're doing is you're preserving that wealth, and this is an incredibly complex area. And if it wasn't, if it was easy, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, you know, jobs and, and kind of the work that we do. So what we're able to do for the business owners that can get past that initial emotional challenge of dealing with the future and dealing with where the company is going to go is dramatic because we're going to help them plan for that future. And to date, nobody's figured out the key to immortality, Tim. So <laughs> this is going to happen to everybody. Yeah, that's an excellent point, that the, the market's always going to be there, as, as you pointed out a few times there. Let's look at uh, maybe some of the aspects that a business owner would need to focus on, uh, maybe some of the areas they need to consider when you're talking about this plan of, of moving on at, at some point. I know it's going to be different for each organization, each individual that you're dealing with, but I mean, are there, are there specific tactics or approaches that you see are just extremely valuable or essential when you're trying to do something like this and be successful at it? It is another great question. So let, let me start with this, Tim. No, no matter who's listening, what, what business owner is listening today, there's a certain hierarchy of needs, right? Maslow set up a hierarchy of needs, and, and one of them is for basic survival and, and, and financial well-being, okay? So one of the first places that we start in our process, in a process that, that's in the book that you mentioned, Exiting Your Business, is to figure out the owner's goals and their financial readiness. In other words, does the business owner have enough wealth outside of the business, independent of the business, so that if the company failed and just sold off for maybe the assets that it's worth, would their family be okay? We call that financial readiness. And it's an excellent place to start because it's independent of any industry or any type of uh, company dynamics. It's a basic concept that applies to any human being. Do you have enough money? Are you financially secure? And beyond security, is there enough there to meet your goals? And what we find is that oftentimes there isn't because a business owner puts the money into the company. So most of their wealth, as I mentioned earlier, is in the business. Mm -hmm. So one of the first places that we start is asking a business owner what their concentration is in the business for their total wealth. And we find that, again, the business is 70 or 80 or 90% of their total net worth. So in terms of getting started, we take a look at what we call the financial gap. 
which is what a business owner needs to maintain their lifestyle, how dependent they are upon the company, and then what they currently have saved to meet those, those financial uh, obligations. And from there, as you might imagine, we go ahead and start to, with the next steps of putting a value on the business and determining what needs to be done to close that gap. Also, we talk about how much longer an owner wants to work at the initial stages. So when you talk in terms of some language that we've created around this of financial readiness and mental readiness, you start to get a few criteria that basically any owner listening today can relate to, which is how much money do I need and how much longer do I want to keep doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And if a business owner can start asking themselves those basic questions, then they can start down the path of evaluating the different ways that they can transfer their business in the future. This just popped in my head as you were speaking. Obviously, you're working with individuals, and as you mentioned, they may have an emotional connection or a mental block because of all the, the positive traits they've had that have allowed them to be successful as an owner. What's sort of been the reaction that you've gotten with a lot of these business owners with that initial meeting? I mean, is, is it a lot of sort of push and pull? Are you trying to caress their, their, uh, their minds a little bit? I mean, how does that work when you're first really meeting with them and trying to figure at least those initial stages out? I believe, and we train other advisors at my company on some basic core tenets of working with business owners. Mm -hmm. And one of them is that nothing is going to happen until that business owner decides it's going to happen. Right. And on the heels of that first premise is the second one, which is you cannot tell a business owner what they should do with their business. <laughs> they have to self-discover what they want to do before they're going to do anything with it. So our process is not about push and pull. It's not about a hard sell. It's not about scaring or convincing the owner what they need to do. It's about education. What we want to do is more programs like this. So a business owner listening says, you know, this guy is right. I should really start thinking about this. And then perhaps purchase a copy of my book or go to our website and get some information and then seek the counsel of one of our 125 members around the country in 36 states who's trained to deliver this service. Because what we found, Tim, is that the business owner who takes the first steps, who starts the process on their own, who builds their own confidence and comes to their own conclusion that this is what they want to do, will follow through and do the work. The business owner who needs to be talked into it generally will just as quickly talk themselves out of it when mm. the conversation's over. So it's a bit of a tricky aspect uh, where the business owner really just needs to be presented with some facts uh, about being proactive. Now, in terms of being reactive, as you might imagine, there are a lot of owners in this situation who have a change in health, they have a change in attitude, they have a change in their business, and they're forced to do something. And that's operating from a position of weakness. So what we want to do, and it limits their options, what mm -hmm. we want to do is help educate owners years in advance so they can be proactive and we can have a client who started to learn what they need to know and is open to the idea of getting this type of assistance. With that said, clearly, as you mentioned, some of the characteristics of, of the owners, you know, they, they kind of want that independence. They want to make the decisions on their own, so to speak, and you, you want them to come to their own conclusions, as you mentioned. 
What are some of the mistakes, though, that a business owner might, I don't know, lead himself or herself down or uh, maybe just happens, as opposed to obviously the biggest mistake, not having an exit strategy, but what are some of the other maybe little items that someone does or doesn't do that you would point to as being a a big issue and, and something that could really hurt them down the road? Okay. So the first one you identified is waiting and not doing anything. I think that one's easy for everybody to understand. Right. No, no sense in really examining that. I'd say the second biggest mistake is taking advice from people who don't have any experience. And, and this one is, it's very hard for a business owner to see. You see, a business owner oftentimes will go to their spouse or their friend and say, listen, mm. I'm thinking about this for my business. What do you think? And that person may have no experience or knowledge base or understanding of tax or transfers or markets or interest rates or anything, but might say to the business owner, geez, you know, it sounds like, it looks like you're making a nice living. Why would you want to give that up? I would just say, keep doing what you're doing. And what's happening with that type of advice that the business owner is listening to, and by the way, that doesn't just come from the spouse or a friend. There are professional advisors that the business owner turns to who don't know much about this and give the same advice. And sometimes that advice is being motivated by that advisor's interest in keeping things the way they are, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> when a business changes hands, the advisory team changes right, in most right. cases. So who the owner is listening to is critical, and the information that they're being given is critical. So, Tim, if you think about it this way, any decision that you make is influenced by some outside factor that we've learned. And anything you've learned has been taught to you by somebody else. Mm. So a business owner really has to pay attention, just like on a diet, if you're paying strict attention to what's going into your body to get a certain outcome in terms of your physical health, you have to pay attention to what's going into your head in terms of who's telling you and where you're getting this information that's influencing the decisions that you make. So one of the biggest mistakes is getting bad or incomplete information. And we see that all the time. And business owners are making big decisions based upon limited or incorrect information. And I could go down a whole laundry list of myths and stories and and beliefs that owners have about their exit that just aren't true that prevent them from making a fully informed decision. Since you brought it up, I mean, do you want to share maybe one big myth or one big misconception that that would be out there for the business owners that do think, hey, I'm getting sound advice or I have this great idea, just just for something for the listeners to latch on to? So let's start with the most basic. A business owner will say, I know what I have to do, which is sell my business to a competitor. That's my only option for Mm. an exit. Okay? They take a look and and we'll say, "Well, well, how do you know that's your only option? Well, that's because what Joe, two towns over, did, and, and he did very well. So that's what I have to do. Gotcha. That's what he did. He got a successful transaction. That's what I have to do. And we say, okay, we understand that. That's the information you're working off of, that your option is to sell to somebody else. However, again, the owner has to have an open mind. We want to impress upon that owner that perhaps that Joe's transaction is not reflective of what your transaction could be. So we want to ask that business owner, are they aware of other options that are available that might work very well for them? And then because of some of the things that they've heard or some of the things that they think are common sense that they believe, they'll say things like, well, I can't sell it to my managers. They don't have any money. And I don't want to sell it to an employee stock ownership plan because then the people will 
feel like they can come in and work whenever they want. And I don't want to sell it to an investment group because they're going to run me the way that I don't want to be controlled and those sorts of things. Sure. And there might be some truth to each of those, but for an owner to eliminate those options because of that limited amount of information is something that we want to help them overcome. So we want to fully evaluate the pros and cons, because there are pros and cons of every strategy, so that they can come up with the right one for them. And that's just one example where a business owner uh, would get into a mindset of saying, well, my only option is to sell. And what we want to do is, is, is educate that business owner on their different options so that they can start to think creatively about, about the exit in the future. Well, John, I think you've done a tremendous job of sort of laying the foundation of what you're talking about, what you guys are trying to do over there. I guess just to throw it out there for the uh, people who might have in their mind, well, I mean, this isn't really that big of a deal. I'll be fine. As you said, Joe down the block, he did, he did fine with, uh, you know, working on his own. What, without trying to be over, you know, overly horrific with trying to scare people, but what happens if there is no exit strategy and then something does occur where, you know, the business has to be moved on. What happens when there isn't a, a strategy ahead of time? So let me personalize this for the listener, Great. Tim, and ask every listener who's a business owner to answer that question for themselves. The hit by, If you got hit by a bus today, can your family live without the income from the business? And can the business survive without your active involvement on a daily basis? And if your family is dependent on the income from the business, the answer could be, okay, well, I purchased some life insurance. So that's a good answer. It's not a complete answer. And what we know about most owners is they might have a little bit of life insurance, but certainly not enough. If the company is dependent upon you and you got hit by that bus, how do you feel about the employees being laid off, the vendors, the customers losing access, the community losing the jobs, and the reputation of the business. Sometimes we have third, fourth, fifth generation businesses that we work with uh, that have been around for over 100 years. And how would they feel about losing that legacy? So, you know, Tim, it's a great question, and we don't like to lead with scaring people, but the reality is that we don't know what our what our future holds, and people get hit by buses, and they do get killed. And in fact, sometimes they don't die, they just become disabled, which is worse because they can't collect the insurance proceeds. And I don't mean to make light of this, but it's true. Sure. These are terrible situations. And the business owner, in their planning and in their thoughts of the future, should put in place what we call a contingency plan. And sometimes the solution, Tim, is just simply to have an agreement with somebody else, either a key employee that's funded by insurance that says, if something happens to me, this is a written indication of what I want to happen with the business, and this is money that's coming in to fund it. And that business owner may never expect that to come true, but at least they can answer that question, what if something happens to them, that the proceeds are going to be there and that potentially the company can carry on without that owner. 
John, I think there's uh, obviously a lot of good information and advice, and hopefully those listening who are in these situations will take it to heart and uh, possibly hit you guys up as well for for some of that consultation. Uh, this is going to have to wrap up uh, the latest edition here of Executive Decisions here on LJN Radio. Uh, we have been speaking with John Leonetti, who is the Managing Director at Pinnacle Equity Solutions, as well as, again, the author of the book, Exiting Your Business, Protecting Your Wealth, A Strategic Guide for Owners and Their Advisors. John, thanks again for coming on. We definitely appreciate the insights today. Thanks, Tim. I really appreciate the great questions and the opportunity to be on the show. Definitely. Hopefully our listeners, again, will take advantage of some of the information they've heard today and uh, maybe contact you and hopefully get that exit strategy taken care of. Of course, we'd like to hear from the listeners as well. So just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or suggestions for this or any of our podcasts on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.